Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Coffee in the Word. I'm Sherry Poundstone, your host. This morning we are in Lesson 8 of Becoming a Woman of Character. And we're going to be talking about building our character through submission. And that I always call, oh no, the S word. A lot of times people don't want to hear, especially women, about submission because there's been such a perverted submission doctrine out there in the world um, and and at times even within the church. So we're going to be talking about that, and I'm excited to get into it. But before I do, I want to just remind you that if you don't have your book yet, Becoming a Woman of Character, you can find it on Amazon at Amazon.com. And if you would like to lead a focused home group, it doesn't matter what country you live in, what state you live in, what city you live in, you are welcome to find us on Facebook at Focus International and let us know that you're interested in leading a Bible study. Now, the book is 12 Lessons. So it goes 12 weeks, and it has a leader's guide, and so it's really, really easy to lead. Or if you just want to study on your own, let us know that you're doing that, and we'll add you to our Facebook group. And through this group, you can connect with other women who are reading the book, who are studying the book or leading a group, and you can discuss or leave comments. So that would be um, something that I think would benefit just about every woman that you know. Um, so excited about the focus home groups that are already in progress or starting this week. I believe we have seven so far. Not sure if that's the total, but we're, we're getting there. And so we look at um, two different states right now. And uh, last time, last semester, we had even in the UK and Canada. So it's just really amazing, and it's a fun way to connect while doing Bible study. All right, let's pray so we can get into today's lesson. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this technology as always. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for your instruction on character and what and uh, how you would have us live to be women of character. So, Lord, move me out of the way. Speak through me this morning in Jesus' name. Well, this is Lesson 8. If you have your book, you can turn to it. If you don't have your book yet, again, get it at Amazon, and you can study on your own or have a group. But a, a woman of character submits to God, not just in our head. You know, we can think about that all day long, and intellectually we can say, oh, yes, I'm submitted to God. But to truly submit to God, it has to be in our lifestyle. It has to be how we live, how do we speak to people, how we make decisions, and how do we treat others. Now, submission gets a bad rap, and that's what I was saying earlier. I think there's been some perverted submission doctrine out there. You might think that to be submitted, which means to put someone or something above yourself, is to allow yourself to be controlled, but it's just the opposite. Um, True submission is freedom. When we're submitted to God, we are therefore submitted to our spiritual leaders, teachers, government authority, our spouse, to each other. And healthy submission to your spiritual teachers opens your heart and mind, and it allows you to truly take in what God wants you to learn. Our first scripture this morning is Romans 13.1, and it says this, Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in position of authority have been placed there by God. Now, what is this telling us? This is telling us that we are to submit to our governing authorities because everyone, every piece of uh, branch of authority, every person is appointed by God. And those uh, uh, positions of authority have been placed there by him. And so we are to mind the traffic rules. If it says 65, we're supposed to drive 65 or less, right? 
And if it says that we are to stop, we are to come to a complete stop, those kinds of things, God is saying that that is authority that we are to come under, we are to submit to. In John 3.30, it says, he must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. That's what submission is to God. He becomes greater and greater. Every decision we make, every word we speak, everything we say and do, every relationship we have, if we are totally submitted to him and he becomes greater and greater in our lives, then we are following Christ in a way that honors him and and shows character, shows his character. Now, the Christian is both under instruction and authority. He believes what he believes because Jesus taught it, and he does what he does because Jesus told him to do it. That's by John Stott. I love that quote. In fact, I'm going to read it again. The Christian is under both instruction and authority. He believes what he believes because Jesus taught it, and he does what he does because Jesus told him to do it. If we are submitted to God and whatever God instructs us in his word, whatever he instructs us through our prayer and guides us through uh, decision-making and choices that we have, we're submitted when we listen. We're submitted when we actually take action and do exactly what he's told us to do. So when we submit to God, we're teachable. And I think this is so incredibly important. We need to remain teachable. We can always learn. I don't care who you are, how long you've been following Christ, there's always something more for us. So as we submit to God, we put ourselves in the position to learn, to grow, and to allow him to stretch us. When we submit to God, we're humble. Submitting to God is humbling. It is, and humbling means to put ourselves lower than him. It's the recognition of who he is compared to who we are. And then when we submit to God, we're flexible. Submitting to God is allowing ourselves to be flexible, and that means to be flexible is to move when he moves, to move when he calls us to move, when he tells us to do something or changes a plan. Um, You know, the ultimate goal and calling on our life does not change, uh, but sometimes our assignment does, and so we need to remain flexible and trust him that the ultimate call on our life will be fulfilled, but it might look different from time to time. When we submit to God, we submit to one another. God will not promote us until we have shown submission to authority. And honestly, if you don't submit to God, you're not going to be able to submit to authority of any kind on this planet. We need to submit to him first. So what does that really mean? I'm talking about submitting God. You might be sitting there thinking, okay, Sherry, but what is that? Well, first of all, let me say that submission is often seen as passive, as I mentioned before. It couldn't be further from the truth. It actually takes strength and courage to be submissive. When we submit to God, and again, it takes courage and strength sometimes to do that, but when we submit to him, we're giving up control of our lives and allowing him to be the boss. That's not passive. That's far from passive. That's courage. That's being brave. And you know, God is the one who gives us what we need to be brave and to have courage. Now, I want to just touch on something because we can't talk about submission without talking about marriage. Um, And even if you're not married, it would be good for you to hear this and, and maybe you know someone you can share it with or you will be married someday. But wives, I want you to hear this. Ephesians 5.22 says, For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Now, women often ask me how they can submit to their husband when they know that he's less than perfect and maybe much less than perfect. Well, here's how we do it. We submit to our husbands through our faith in God. This is the Lord's instruction to us, and therefore we're we're to follow specifically what he says, right? That's the word. Only through our faith in God are we really able to submit in the way God instructs. We can't do this on our own. 
Our husbands have an equally challenging assignment. They are to love their wives as Jesus loves the church. And honestly, guys, I think that's uh, <laughs> that's the hard one. Ephesians 5.25 tells us, For husbands, this means love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church, he gave up his life for her. So Jesus died for the church. Jesus' example guards against chauvinism and other abuses of the principle of submission. So here's what submission does not mean in a marriage. And I like to go over this every time I teach this. It's important. A wife does not have, it doesn't mean that a wife doesn't have independent thoughts. It does not mean um, that she does not seek to influence her husband or partake in decisions. It doesn't mean that a wife must obey her husband's command to sin. It does not mean that a wife is less intelligent or less competent than her husband. And it doesn't mean that she is to submit to physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual abuse. What it does mean, a husband and wife are equal with complementary roles. Therefore, they are mutually submitted. They're mutually submitted to each other. In a God-centered marriage, um, there are complementary roles. In other words, we are made and God puts us together, husband and wife, to be greater together than we are uh, apart. Wives are to submit like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, The Lord's instruction and the Lord's plan and Jesus knew what that was. And even though he didn't necessarily want to go down that road, um, he did submit to the Lord. Husbands are to lovingly lead like Jesus does lead the church, and a single woman should only marry a man she can follow. And um, I have lots I could say on, about single women and um, looking for the right man, but we're not on that subject right now, so I'll teach on that later. But I often get told or asked this, what about the unbelieving husband? All this pertains to him too? Here's the deal. The Bible gives us very specific instruction regarding wives of unbelieving husbands. The same goes for you wives. Be good wives to your husbands and responsive to their needs. There are husbands who, indifferent as they are to any words about God, will be captivated by your life of holy beauty. What matters is not your outer appearance, the styling of your hair, the jewelry you wear, the cut of your clothes, but your inner disposition. Now that's 1 Peter 1.4 from the message, and I love how that's written. Here's the deal. Women who have unbelieving husbands should not nag or be preachy, but instead really set out to love, serve, and respect your husband, honor him for being your husband. Your prayers for your husband, if he's not a Christ follower right now, should never cease. They should never stop and continue to honor your spouse daily. And, yes, the submission does does apply uh, to someone who has an unbelieving husband, but also it applies, uh, uh, the things that submission is not also apply there too. And again, there's a lot we could dig deeper into that, but I'm coming to the end of my time and I want to ask you to do a couple of things for me. Prayer points. Ask the Lord to reveal any area of your life that you have not submitted to him. Now, a lot of times when I teach this, women think, no, I'm submitted to God. He's You know, Jesus is the center of my life. Ask him specifically to make sure that there's not an area. Maybe you haven't submitted your work, uh, maybe your work life or possibly your home life or your church life. And then once he reveals that, if there's anything that he reveals to you, immediately begin to submit those areas in your life to God. And a lot of uh, this study, I would recommend if you can, if, if you don't have the book, go through a concordance and look up every verse every scripture with instruction about submission and begin to study that. And then you'll be able to ask the Lord areas that need submission and he will show you exactly how to do it. Again, we don't do this any of this in our own strength. So I uh, would leave you with that. And then also, 
I would leave you with this couple of questions that you can either discuss with others or just with yourself. But how does biblical submission actually connect to being a woman of character? If you've been through the study so far, you know what we've studied in the first seven lessons. So how is this all connected? And then ask yourself, who do I submit to in my everyday life, my boss, my teacher, my spouse, whatever it might be? All right, I am at the end of my time. I'm very excited to move on to Lesson 9 next week. And uh, God bless you. I will talk with you then.